We are all good. We are loaded up. We are psyched. Think 350. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol, so a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live on our 350th episode with two... Sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. I am just grinning from ear to ear because we have an amazing lineup today. You know, before we got on, I said... Um, everyone who's with us today and one person that we are waiting for um, are all repeat offenders, but in such a good way. And, and we love you all. And we are so excited to share this milestone with all of you. So <laughs> it's Mindset Monday. Um, everybody's kind of coming off the holiday weekend. So Carol, so I thought we would start, you know, more kind of off the cuff. As everyone knows, we're authentic, real little quirky sometimes I'll butt in with I have something about something but it's really nothing about nothing <laughs> so absolutely. That, absolutely. Yeah. I love the fact that we always kind of rewind from the weekend of like what happened what was the quirky thing that happened or that we had a pivot or that we had a like oh that wasn't supposed to happen that way and that's part of life and we share that because we always are authentically us because we know you are also authentically you and there's nothing wrong with that you embrace all the the weird stuff that goes on in your life so obviously coming off a very long weekend of prep work and food and family and friends um we got to talking about all last week about the preparation of the feast, the preparation of the holiday and what, what was really the importance of gathering together. And we didn't want to get lost in the shuffle of the prep work so much that we forgot to be in the moment. So my funny in the moment was we were a lot talking about a lot about prepping the turkey, right? Uh, Janice had concerns because she doesn't she's not normally the entertainer. And we talked about the turkey prep and ironically gave you some great tips on, you know, if it's stuffed, if it's not stuffed, how many pounds, does it have a pop-up timer, is it frozen, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Well, I put in my, you know, organic, beautiful, uh, you know, fresh turkey in the oven. It's got the pop-up timer, everything's <laughs> just smelling so good. And, you know, like the timer popped up, well, the pop-up timer popped up, pulled it out. And sure enough, the flipping legs were not done. Because <laughs> they could be able to be all right. So the ironic thing was we had girlfriends coming over as well. They also made a turkey in the uh, deep fryer type thing. So we had two kinds. So we carved off all the breast meat because the breast meat was done, but the legs just were not. Threw that kind of bare-breasted turkey back in the oven and sliced up the fryer turkey in. More than enough for everybody. But I, the whole time I was laughing, everyone's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, because all week I'm giving my sister directions and my legs weren't even done. Well, I, I just want to say I had no popper, but I kind of calculated it from what we chatted about. And I had two timers on just so I wouldn't really screw it up. Um, but there was no pop-up timer, but it was, I got to tell you, it this turkey was the bomb. It was so moist, but I got to tell you, at this point, I'm so sick of turkey. But enough of the turkey talk. Um Let's introduce our guests. We're so excited to have on with us, um, obviously, um, some prior guests with us. And I want to kind of go around the table like we did before um, we got on live. So I would like to uh, reintroduce Chris Templeton. Chris, say hello to our 350th episode. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Really pleased to be here, especially <laughs> with this esteemed group of co-presenters. 
Oh, we're excited to have you, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay. A little, uh, you, want, you want Chris to start it off? How do we want to do this? Yeah. Chris, why don't you um, tell us about all the stories we tell? Okay. Nutshell, uh, what I've developed over the since 2003 is a piece that is um, based on three questions. What's the story I'm telling? Is it serving me in this moment? And uh, can I tell a more authentic story? So I, I think Paul and I have a, a lot in common in terms of what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, what happens is <clears throat> from those three questions, you get a model, it turns out. And basically, if you're telling a story that isn't serving you, we say that is above a, a horizontal line and that's not serving you and you're in little me land where fear and victimization and powerlessness live, where we berate ourselves, where we judge others. But if you tell a story that's authentic, it's below that line and that's authentic me and that's where I'm centered and grounded. It's where I feel meaning and purpose in my life. Don't tend to ask those questions about meaning and purpose when I'm below the line. And so it's really lovely from the standpoint of understanding myself. It's prescriptive because I recognize that I want to be below that line in authentic me land. And um, then it also, I think almost as importantly, it helps me to understand the people around me and how they're behaving and that I realize very quickly that if somebody's in little me land and feeling victimized or upset with me, the last thing I want to do is run up there and join them. <laughs> I want to stay authentic below that line and help them to come down below that line. So that's that's the the three questions and the model in a nutshell. I love that. And I, I love the way that, you know, it's simplicity. We always talk about sim simplicity, the power of three. And obviously we've got the power of three going here mm. uh, because it does break it down for people to really understand, like, you know, my feelings, how I'm feeling, where I'm going, what level I'm at. And, you know, how can I kind of work that in with, with the people around me? Because a lot of times we have to do a self-check. Exactly. And, and, uh, I'll tell you, it has changed my life in terms of, I've probably been practicing this for about 15 years and I have a marriage that uh, anybody would die for. I have kids that love us and we love them and friends that are just amazing. And it's because we all have kind of figured out how to be below that line more and more of the time. It's a, it's a way better place to live. I like that too. And, and that's one thing that Jan and I have always preached uh, really all 350 episodes about, you know, sometimes the road is rocky and it's bumpy. Um, but if you are going to serve others, you've got to always serve the good with the bad because that's what's what is relatable to people. They don't want to see somebody picture perfect, uh, you know, in, in a glorious studio, like all the bells and whistles. Yes, that stuff is awesome. And it doesn't mean you don't work towards those goals. But when you really share the rawness of the journey, whatever the journey may be, whatever profession you're in, it is definitely more re relatable. Don't you think, Jan? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I see a collaborative project between uh, Chris and Paul at some point, for sure. Definitely. Carol absolutely. Sue, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Carol, mm -hmm. Sue, would you like to introduce our next guest? 
I would love to. And I'm going to introduce uh, someone who filled in for me, which I appreciated. <laughs> halfway through her book, but I absolutely love us. Introduce Carolyn. Carolyn, give us a little bit of background. Obviously, talk about your amazing book and how you serve others. Well, I am so excited to be here on the uh, episode today. And uh, uh, also, uh, I'm very intrigued by fellow guests. So, <laughs> My, the dog just came in. <laughs> uh, but um, I have been passionate about helping women for years. And so that has been uh, something that, you know, has always intrigued me, helping women to define their self-worth, how to have impact, and how to really make a difference in the world. And uh, my recent project was my, uh, is my book, uh, The Women at the Table, uh, Ordinary Women, Ordinary Moments, Extraordinary Impact. And um, God inspired me, gave me this assignment uh, several years ago, and it took me a little bit of time to sort of figure out, okay, I can do this. Uh, and, but what I saw do, through my process is that I was going through a process that a lot of women, and uh, my audience is women. I know people in general go through this, but you know there is something that uh, there's a goal, there's a vision, there's a mission that you want to accomplish. And the first thing we do is we step into self-doubt. How can I do this? You know, I don't know how to do this. And so um, the women is basically a tool, a very simple tool, helping women to have impact in the lives of others, one conversation at a time. And so in the book, I share some of the conversations that I had with women who sat around my mother's kitchen table and, and including my mother and how those simple conversations impacted my life. And the thing that I think is so uh, amazing is that you know, sometimes we think, oh, if I could just be mentored by Oprah, or if I could meet Jill Biden, or, you know, whoever, whoever, you know, fits um, uh, that uh, descriptive for you. Um, I would feel so amazed, and I would learn so much if I could spend some time with a Buffett and learn how to invest. But sometimes those conversations that can have the greatest impact on our lives are those people that we say are just ordinary. They don't have a bank account. You know, they don't have a college degree necessarily. They don't live in an exclusive neighborhood, but they are people who, who have uh, determined to impact the lives of others with the wisdom that they carry. And we all have wisdom. We all have knowledge that can impact someone else. And so that's what my book is all about. And that's my mission at this moment is to take what's inside you. Don't carry it around with you, but to take it and give it away every day. You can do that by starting a conversation and being curious about somebody else. I actually love that because we, we often always talk about those dreams, those goals that, you know, that may be deep within you. And like you said, you know, you may share them with a friend. That's usually, the, mm -hmm. if you usually have an idea, you're either sharing it with, you know, an immediate loved one or, or a girlfriend or a guy friend, whatever it may be. You're sharing that knowledge and, oh, only if I could, or mm -hmm. what if I did this, mm -hmm. what if I did that? And sadly, too many people let those dreams and goals go 
what we call go to the graveyard with them. Right. And we share that don't, you know, always take that leap of faith because even though that leap of faith may not necessarily bring you to that end goal that you initially thought of, it actually may pivot that 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 initial dream and form it into something else that you had no idea was out there or that that you could serve and all of a sudden oh my god that whole process led me to this process right it's usually from that ordinary conversation of just mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. sharing with your friend what, what if we ever did this or i mean mm -hmm. how many times can somebody can relate you'll see something that comes up on one of those infomercials why didn't i think of that or yeah think of that right? <laughs> and um, you know uh Carol, so one thing that I have realized is that, you know, sometimes we are trying to get to a destination and we think that we have to immediately start out on this path. Well, our path is this conversation. Conversation leads to this conversation. That conversation leads to this conversation. And then before you know it, you have reached your goal or, you know, you have the information that you need or the insight or you're where you're supposed to be, but it's taken you through a little bit of a securitous route. Yep. Serpentining, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little serpentine. I love that, Carolyn. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And Jan, who would you like to uh, introduce this time? Oh my gosh, we have so many amazing people here um, and we love them all. I am going to introduce next Ms. Helen Rose. And Helen, oh my gosh, I would say salt, <laughs> she's a mixture, I think, of both of us, salt and pepper. <laughs> for sure. Yes, indeed. Just like my hair. Um, uh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, uh, this is amazing. And congratulations on 350. That is incredible. And thank just listening so to Chris and Carolyn uh, chatting, it's funny. So what I do is I have this little island uh, that's called grief. And so everything that I do surrounds that island. And it was to Carolyn's point about um, we, we often don't even know that we've grieved something. So we're walking around feeling something and we don't know why we're angry, we're sad, all of those things. Uh, so uh, I was a child of the foster care system for anyone who doesn't know and um, really had no landing pads till I was probably about 12 years old. So it was a pretty brutal journey. So when I was writing my book, 53 Grove Road, someone had said to me, oh, wow, you've done a lot of grieving. And I was like, uh, what? Because I thought grieving was just about death. Uh, it is about loss of all kinds. So that's what I do with my clients. And when I'm speaking and my podcasts are all about what we thought was happening in our lives, something came in, whether by our, by our doing or someone else's or serendipity, what you were talking about earlier that Carolyn was saying, um, uh, and where you found your gift in that journey. And to Chris's uh, point about that line, it's like, um, you can choose to be the victim, you can choose to be unhappy, you can choose to sit in that mud, or you can choose to be happy. And uh, the work is hard without question. So you just kind of slog through it. And that's what I do is I help people live their dream life. And uh, I, I have uh, something coming up, uh, which is very exciting for me, but I'm gonna be 60 in April. And it's like, how the heck did I get here? Yeah, uh, this is the part where you say, I don't look like I'm 60. Um, so this is it's like, how did, how did I get here? And how did I get to be exactly standing where I want to be? Because I'm dreaming, I'm living my dream life. 
doesn't mean that it doesn't always pull me back, you know, triggers and all those things. So, uh, I mean, I could talk for days, uh, as you two lovelies know, um, but uh, I love what I do. And I'm always just so blessed to be, don't you guys think that every time you're with a group like this, it's just perfect every oh, time. I think it's so magnetic because it's the energy. I mean, I know that everybody, I know myself included, sometimes I feel, um, and we've probably often talked about Zoom fatigued or video fatigued. Um, you know, for instance, my girlfriend said to me the other day, oh, your, um, your makeup looks beautiful. Well, ha ha, I have filters on. <laughs> but, you know, because you, you just get so, you know, you still feel that energy, but it's a different kind of energy. And being in this space right now with all of you is, I feel that just such a, a sense of happiness, such a sense of gratitude. Um, so yeah, it's definitely magnetic for sure. Yeah, and I think another um, fatigue is people fatigue. And I think we're certainly seeing that right now in COVID. And uh, it's really important to be with the people who, who support you and walk with you certainly not the ones that are for whatever their journey is. And I think there's that piece too, is finding the compassion for everybody, even though you may not understand them and you don't connect and all of that. I know I certainly have people fatigue. That is so true. And it's, it's like drawing that fine line. And we, we, we often talk about that. We, we have a lot of listeners that will, will message us. That's like, how do you, you know, deal with that, you know, that controversy of, you know, you're, you're, you've got that relationship and, you know, the last two years, people have noticed, um, you know, whether it's different ideologies, different beliefs, whatever they may be. And you've been, you've had this person in your life for so long and you've, you've kind of hit this brick wall of, wow, like our ideologies are so different. Uh, how do we either make it work or, you know, is it okay to part ways? And, you know, we've often felt that way that, you know, we're not in control of anyone else's belief system. We're just not, but we are in control of how we react and what actions we take. And it's okay to put the pause button on. It's okay to say, I love you. You know, in that season, you, you were, you know, such a blessing to me and you're, you will always be that blessing, but I need to take my own little time out or I need to, you know, have a little time in between. Uh, it's okay to kind of just pause it and it's okay to, you know, if it's, gone the other way way too far it's okay to say you know it, you, you you we served each other for the time that we had and it's okay to just kind of depart uh but always do it with kindness and always doing it with you know no remorse no anger um but people do change and i think for the last two years that is part of this whole fatigue is if at least for me personally what if, if it's too much exhaustion to put into a relationship because we know relationships takes two. Uh, if, if you find that you're constantly the giver and constantly the receiver of the bad end of whatever is going on, it's exhausting. And it's okay to say, you know what, this just, this isn't working for me. And I think yeah. some people are afraid. And I think the part of the journey is learning that it's okay. Yeah. And there's also in, in a weird way, and it's not always immediate, but the, um, the lesson that they have given you is often what you need to do. And when, when someone isn't aligning with you, it is absolutely okay to walk away with respect and thank them for their time with you and off you go, right? 
yeah. yeah. It's a hard thing to do though. I mean, it's hard. definitely not easy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Thank Great you. stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much, Helen. So Casu, you're up. Um, introduce our uh, next guest. I'm going to introduce our next guest. I love his energy. I love, I mean, he has got one of those journeys that uh, is not only inspiring, it's everlasting inspiring. Because whenever I have one of those down days, I often think of Paul. He doesn't know that. And that's part of his impact on others. So without further ado, I want to introduce Paul. Hey guys, 350. How about that? We're it excited. Keeps going and going, right guys? It does. Right on. Mindset Monday. Couldn't be any better, right? To, to have this fall on Mindset Monday with all of you that are adding so much value to exactly what we do need for mindset. And I love that. So, Paul, uh, you've been a frequent guest of ours and your story uh, is always, always so impactful. So we would love to you to share whatever piece of that and kind of where you're at right now. Okay, absolutely. So uh, for some of uh, your newer viewers and for some of the panel, I was born with something called cerebral palsy. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's lack of oxygen to the brain at labor. And as a result, it can leave one side of the body paralyzed. And this is permanent. This doesn't go away. It's for life. Um, well, when I was born, I wasn't moving the right side of my body very much. And naturally, my mother was very concerned about that. So she got me to get some testing done. And it indeed came back that I did suffer from cerebral palsy. And the doctor thought it was so severe that, they, that he thought that I would never be able to walk. And when I got to a certain age, it would be a good idea to get me into a wheelchair because that was going to be my life going forward. Well, thank goodness for a great mom. That is not my story. She got a second opinion, a third opinion, a fourth opinion, a fifth opinion. Finally found a physician willing to help. And with this physician's help and me doing physical therapy five to six times a week and my mom's unrelentless attitude to make sure that I walked, I was able to walk at age three. Now, I don't really remember that, but I do remember being put into soccer when I was five years old, probably being able to run 25 to 50 yards before my leg would give out. So I'm basically staying there. Kids are playing soccer all around me. And I remember going to my mom and this has set my life for the, my life going forward. I said to my mom, mom, I don't want to play soccer anymore. This is ridiculous. I'm staying there. These kids are playing soccer around me. They're teasing me. I don't want to do this anymore. And my mom telling me, Paul, if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's fine, but you need to honor your commitments. So you need to finish out that soccer season. And after that, if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that is fine. And that's how it, how it went down. I'm 41. I've never played soccer since, but I've kept my promises. If I say that I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it because that's what my mom instilled with me. And I got a big break when I was about seven years old. I got surgery in my right foot to tighten up the tendons to give me a little bit more spring in my step. And I don't know how big of a game changer this was, but I remember my first day of uh, PE, physical education. They told me to run a lap and I'm thinking to myself, here we go again. I'm going to run 25 to 50 yards. My leg's going to give out and that's the most I can do. But because the surgery was different, I was able to go past that point. And I remember saying to myself, come on, Paul, you got this, buddy. Keep going, keep going. And I finished the lap with the other kids. And the outside, it kept it cool. But the inside, I was like, yes, yes, yes. The first time in my life where I just fit in, I didn't stand out. I was just part of the other kids. And things got easier for me after the surgery, but I wouldn't consider them easy. Uh, my parents got divorced and I switched schools right around 
when I was getting to junior high. And as you guys all know, when you're 12 or 13 years old, that's just a tough age. These kids have been going to school with each other for a long time. They have their cliques. And I'm going to school not only as a new kid, but I walk with a limp and I hold my right arm differently. So I could not break in. I was bullied, teased quite a bit going through this. It was just really tough on me. And on top of this, uh, my mom raised me Catholic, so she wanted me to go to a Catholic high school. I had to take an assessment test to see where I was going to uh, be placed academically when I got to high school. Well, I must have bombed the test because when I met with the principal and my mom, the principal tells the both of us that we're going to put Paul at the lowest level possible, and I don't expect much from him. He does not seem like he's college material. So now I feel like I'm stupid, plus I'm getting bullied and teased in school. I'm crying myself to sleep. I don't know what came over me, but midway through my eighth grade, I was sick and tired of feeling angry and sad all the time. So I thought to myself, what can I do to distract me from these feelings? And I thought, well, I love baseball. What if I try to make my varsity baseball team? So I started playing fall ball, winter ball, spring ball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall. And the great thing about this, I know this now. I didn't know this at the time. I was changing the energy that I was sending out to these kids. I had my shoulders back, my head up. And as a result of this new energy, they were sending a different energy back towards me. Instead of bullying and teasing me, they started rooting for me. And with, with help from coaches and friends, I was able to make my varsity baseball team. And it was an awesome feat. And last thing I want to mention is uh, uh, I pretty much mailed it in in high school. I did, not I did not do well academically. I just did enough to stay eligible to play baseball because I thought to myself, what's the point? I'm not college material. But after I graduated high school, I thought to myself, I just made this goal of making my varsity baseball team. I have cerebral palsy. I thought it was near impossible goal that I made for myself, but I was able to accomplish this. So why not set another goal for myself to be college material? So I enrolled in a junior college because I was the only place that would accept me. I got myself a math tutor, a regular tutor. I went to the math lab. I did everything necessary to increase my grade point average. And with all this hard work, I was able to transfer to a four-year university where I was able to graduate and I was college material. So I'm on a mission for everybody to grab their pen and write the story they want for their lives, not for anybody else. All through my life, people wanted to grab that pen and write the story for me. And all through my life, I took that pen back and I wrote the story that how I wanted it to go. And that's what I do for my clients. And I thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Oh, Paul, you know, I still, I still get goosebumps when I hear your story. Uh, and there's so many poignant pieces to it. Uh, obviously, the, you know, the never, ever, you know, uh, no quit attitude of your mom that she instilled in you to not quit, that you, you keep going as far as you can go. And, you know, when you get to that goal, go to the next goal. You keep breaking through those barriers and those walls. And I think uh, that is a testimony. Uh, your life is a testimony to your mother's uh, instinct to know that, you know, I'm not going to accept the no and that can't and he won't be. And, you know, we're going to set the tone. We're going to set the journey. And now you're carrying that. And what a legacy that your mom is instilled in you that you're instilling with other people. Because there's so many of us out there that need that encouragement. Not everyone has a mom like yours, number one, but uh, a lot of people do face those adversities and it's not about, uh, you know, 
really, you know, do you break through the wall? It's the journey to break through the wall and, and how it actually changes your mindset to say, you know what? It's baby steps. All these little stepping stones led, led me to a bigger stepping stone and that bigger stepping stone led me to a bigger goal. And you just didn't quit. And that was instilled by your mom. And I absolutely love that. Don't you, Jan? I mean, it's just, whoa, I love it. You know, it, again, and we've said this before, every time we hear Paul's story, I, I'm just so inspired. And, and I, I think of him, of course, and I think of his mom going to each doctor's appointment and being that force, like, um, like I'm not taking no for an answer. Like I need to find some solutions for my son and my eyes well up. So my eyes are welling up and it's hard to see right now, but <laughs> love your story. And, you know, we, it just says so much for the, for moms in general, that not taking moms know, moms know. Of course, that's a personal thing for me as well. Um, but we want to introduce our next guest. You know, this lady, Alexi, she absolutely cracks me up. She has such a sense of humor. Um, we love how she shares her journey and what she's passionate about. She happened to be our second guest um, of 2020, and we've had her on um, quite a few times. She's been on for our 250th, as well as Paul and Carolyn and Helen were on our 250th. Um, welcome back, Alexi. It's always exciting to have a conversation with you. Well, thank you so much. Such inspirational stories from everybody. Oh my gosh. I just, uh, I'm in, a, I don't know. I, I just feel humbled to be in that company. So anyway, how I started my journey more than 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer and I didn't know anything about health, but I knew I was not going to go the traditional route. Um, after research at libraries and bookstores, because 22 years ago, you didn't have the internet availability. Um, I changed lifestyle habits and within a year without any uh, medical intervention, drugs or surgery is cancer free. So that started my journey onto health. So I learned everything I could about health and healing the holistic way. I had been a traditional chef, so I switched it to a, a plant-based chef, but I still kept my finger in the food arena, so to speak. And then I was working at a nursing home. And um, it was lunchtime in the one dining room. You could hear the residents all animated, having a lively conversation. And just a short walk down the hallway was another dining room where I was stationed. About 24 women seated at tables of four. We had to visually show on two plates their entree choices. Some had to have their food cut up. Some had to be fed. Some were feeding themselves like a four-year-old. All you could hear was the knives and forks on the plates. There was no eye contact, no social interaction, victims of dementia. And some of these women were only in their 50s. And it just broke my heart. I thought, the world has to know. So that's how I got onto the path of dementia. But dementia affects women three times more often than men because of hormonal changes. So what I really focus on, I sort of use the blue zones, which is five groups of communities worldwide that boast the healthiest, longest living well into the 90s and 100s based on a number of lifestyle habits. So one of them, they have a very strong social community. Everybody supports one another. And uh, we're not meant to be solo creatures. COVID has done a number on a lot of people with a social 
isolation, especially in nursing homes and seniors residence. So really make a point to connect with a friend or friends, make it a, a, a daily, if not a weekly habit. If you can't do it in person, the Zoom calls, absolutely. Really important also is rest. Blue mind, which is a word coined by Dr. Wallace Nichols. Anytime we are in, on, or near water, we are in a semi-meditative state. So why do people flock to the cottages in the summer? There's powerboarding, kayaking, canoeing, sailing, skiing. There's waterfalls, there's swimming, there's water fountains, there's snowboarding and skiing in the wintertime. So what can you do to connect with water on some level? Ideally at home is a bath and baths are not exclusive to women only. So light candles, um, music, you can have water drops or waves crashing against the shore as a backdrop on your computer. So do something to create that blue mind, which is very relaxing. And also I'd just like to point out rest. You need rest, not in the forms of sleep, but rest from social media, rest from the internet, rest from the loud city noises, rest from music, rest from the chaos that, of where you are working or maybe your family. So really take the time to rest, to practice blue mind, to be in social communities and never forget to be grateful because there's always something to be grateful for. When you get up in the morning, just think, what can I do today? What am I grateful for? Whose life can I impact? Who can I mentor? What little random acts of kindness can I show? So rest, uh, you know, gratitude is very paramount for everybody. So that's all she wrote. I love that because that goes so much with, you know, we always talk about that, you know, uh, Zigfield's famous line that the, the greatest of all uh, human emotion is gratitude. And we celebrate that every day, but also uh, on a Wealth Wellness Wednesday. And it is so paramount and it, it, it is so funny, uh, perfect example of that mindset. Whereas I've always wanted to, to be close to the ocean, but I, you know, 30 some odd, whatever years it was, I wanted a pool. And when we end up relocating to Florida, I said, I want to make sure that, you know, the, the, the sanction of our, of our home is one that I'm not going to feel, you know, when you go on vacation and you dread, oh, I'm going home, you know, that kind of, I wanted my own sanctuary in my home. So we do have a beautiful pool with a nice waterfall. And I wake up every day and I just immediately feel that gratitude of just being able to hear the trickle of getting my mind into that blue mindset. Uh, and it just, you know, we, 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 we laugh about it all the time. If we go away, we never have that, oh, we're going home. Like we're going home. We're so excited to be home. And I think, like you said, you don't have a pool. No worries. There's so many instruments out there that can create that uh, tranquility. You can do it with mood, uh, mood lighting uh, and, and get into that restful, peaceful state. And it's so important. I love that, Alex. I love that. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I so relate to um, what you said, Alexi. And, you know, for me, having the gratitude, I was having a conversation with my son last week. Um, I believe it was Thanksgiving Day, actually. And he, in my opinion, as most of you know, my son suffered a life threatening injury back in July and had th three hospitalizations altogether. And what we were talking about was, I said to him, you know, I, I'm grateful every day, but 
so much today. I'm feeling such gratitude and blessings in my heart because I firmly believe, um, of course, you know, I never wanted my son to go through what he went through, but I have gratitude and blessings and feel such emotion because each time that something did happen, somebody was there and took immediate action. And that's why I have such gratitude. And we had such a great conversation about it and, you know, the need to, um, to rest, to listen to your body and to disconnect when you feel that you need to disconnect. And, you know, like somebody will say to me, well, didn't you see this post, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, no, I haven't actually been on social media that much. Obviously, I'm on Facebook every morning with two sisters, of course. But, you know, it just goes to show you having that gratitude for in the midst of the storm that there are blessings. And by the way, I still firmly believe his progression thus far, my opinion, is miraculous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Lexi, before we have you tell your joke, because we want to actually close with that, because it is Monday Mindset, and all of you together have just brought so much joy, some great information. I'm going to ask you each one question, um, and after that question, we also want to uh, be, we want our viewers and listeners to know how they can get a hold of you. So I'm going to start with Chris. Monday Mindset, what would be the one thing that you would encourage someone to do to get that healthy mindset? And then the second part would be, where can someone reach you? Um, My, I think one of my favorite lines is for people to look at their lives as practice. Like when I change my mindset to, uh, from being this is the way my life is and oh blah 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 it just you can kind of feel the negativity of it when you when you focus on your life as practice like a physician's practice or an attorney's practice are always learning man oh man do we change we change so dramatically because we give ourselves space to be better um and one of the things that that i think it was um carolyn mentioned was about being curious. And one of the things that fascinates me above the line, fear-based, victim, all that, below the line, curious. I'm curious about why somebody's behaving the way, why am I behaving the way I'm behaving? So uh, I think one of the most important things is to look at your life as practice. It just makes, it opens up that room. As far as finding me, you can find me at ohthestorieswetell.com on Facebook and Instagram at Oh The Stories. And I would love it if your listeners would go to YouTube, search for Oh The Stories We Tell, you'll see a little blue logo with orange writing, Oh The Stories We Tell in it. Um, and please go to that page, please like it, <laughs> want the, the vanity URL for that. And on that page is what's called the Honesty Project playlist. And it's me and a friend who's gone through a very rough upbringing and now in her 60s, still trying to figure things out and it's just us talking about different things whether it's you know annoying co-workers or being in relationships that sort of thing anyway it's a fabulous piece there are about 14 videos there wow. and you'll find it really um helpful in terms of kind of incorporating this into your life 
I love that because a lot of times, you know, you can just look, you know, so many times like if you're doing something mundane at home, like folding clothes, right? Or, you know, prep work for, you know, recipes or cooking or whatever. And I love to hear different podcasts or, or YouTube videos, or whatever, because I often find myself stopping and like cracking up. Like, oh my God, I can so relate to that. It's so funny. And I think that's the beauty, the beauty, one of the beauty, beautiful things of the last two years is it has brought people more into like, you know what? I want to share I've got I've got something that I think is going to add value and I think collectively so many people do and it's the greatest gift of sharing you're sharing your life your ups and downs because it's relatable and you never know what part of your journey is going to touch somebody so I absolutely love that Chris that's awesome Jan who would you like to uh, ask the question about Monday mindset who's next Carolyn Monday mindset um obviously I'm still in the process of reading your book and I love uh-huh. it each ta- chapter, there's um, table talk. What is one of your most favorite table talk conversations or questions that you ask your, your reader? What is uh, the most interesting question? Let me see. I think that, I, I don't know if it's a question, but I think that somewhere in the conversation there is a veering towards um, helping people to understand the value that they bring and um, that everybody is looking for uh, purpose in their life. How, you know, how, how can I live a meaningful life? How can I make, uh, live a successful life? And I think that many people are getting beyond you know, one of the things with COVID and the pandemic is that people are saying that, you know, it's not about the job anymore. Uh, and so they're saying, I don't, I don't want to just live. Uh, I don't want to just do a job because it pays me X amount of dollars and it allows me to live this type of lifestyle. I really want to make a difference. And so I think the question that all of us are asking is how can I make a difference in the world? And one of the things that I want to just say to everybody is that you were created to make a difference. The world has has sort of told us, well, you know, you have to fit into this box or fit this criteria, but you don't. You were created to make a difference. I'm I'm a, a person of faith and I believe that God created us with purpose already in us. The problem is that we are looking outside and saying, you know, I've got to do this instead of looking in and saying, what are you, what makes me so unique that when I show up, I can change things. And I think even with Alexa, I'm looking forward to her joke, but even something as simple as when you show up and you are able to make people laugh, mm-hmm. that's amazing. You you have made a difference that day. And I know her skill set is, is much more than that, but sometimes it's just that simple. I know this, this, um, you know, this pastor and he has such a love for people that when he walks in the room, he doesn't even have to say anything to you. You just feel loved and, you know, he'll come up and he'll give you this big hug and you see this smile on his face. He's making a difference. And so my, my quest for every person that I meet and specifically for women is to help them to understand that you were created to make a difference. 
stop focusing on all this outward stuff and and dig inside and see what did God put inside of you and use that to take it to the world because it wasn't meant for you. It was meant for somebody else. And so that's what excites me. That is the thing that I, that I hope that at the end of the day, when people have finished reading the book, that they saw these stories of women just having these conversations and, and making statements and asking questions and inspiring the, the person that they are with at that very moment to see something that's great or something that has been hidden inside of them. And so that's my table talk. <laughs> wow. Oh, we love Carolyn's table talk. Carol Sue, take it away. Who's next? Oh, before that, Carolyn, where can uh, someone meet? Uh, oh, yes. CarolynAWarren.com. Just Google me. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, so, and I have a Facebook group, uh, The Women at the Table the book. So if you want to join my Facebook group, you can do that. And otherwise, carolynawarren.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Paul, what can you share about Monday Mindset? And also don't forget to share where our viewers and listeners can reach out to you. I think I want to share this. Every single person in this world has a unique talent. It's up to us to find out what that unique talent is. And once we find out what that unique talent is, share it with the world to see. And I think that the world will be a greater place if we do do that. And to get in touch with me, two good ways. One is my website, or yeah, website, a call to action.coach. And secondly, through my Facebook group, rewrite your story. Come on in, tell your story. No judgment, only support. And uh, I thanks again for having me on 350. What an accomplishment. Oh, thank you so much, Paul. You're always so inspirational. I love that. Go ahead, Jan. So the Ms. Helen Rose, would you share with us Monday Mindset? I know you have a lot of gems. Oh my God, I made so many notes. And, and <laughs> everyone, what I love is we all have weaved in exactly the same message is, uh, so what I'm going to say is, Journal, 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 get in touch with your emotions, understand why you react the way you do to things and find your gift because absolutely, <laughs> Carolyn, you were absolutely right. We all have a purpose. And if we tap into that, oh boy, that is gold, isn't it? Um, and the one thing that I would love everyone to know is you're not alone. I mean, when we're going through yes. all these things, we think, oh my gosh, no one understands how we feel. Um, uh, I'm never going to make it, blah, 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 all of that stuff. So uh, you're not alone. She can reach out to me. Uh, oh, so I have like, oh, so many things to do. So I've got my podcast, which is called Sharing Stories with Helen Rose. I'm on my, uh, Spotify and all of iTunes, all of them. Uh, and you can find me at uh, thegiftofbeingpresent.com. Even if you just Google HelenRose.ca, it'll pop over to my uh, website. And um, the most exciting thing is my Greek retreat coming up in September of 2022. I'm so excited to bring a whole bunch of people from all over the world with me to find their gift. And congratulations, mm -hmm. you know, I am big fans of, actually now I'm a big fan of everybody here because just listening to your stories, it's like, wow. Anyway, thank yeah. you and congratulations again on 350, it's awesome. 
Thank you so much. And again, you know, you inspire us to do better and be better. And I love the collaboration of, uh, that we bring so many with different backgrounds, different talents, different stories, because they all impact uh, viewers, listeners from all over. So we absolutely love that. And of course, you know, it is 350, but we always like to have a little, little, little uh, joke. But before we get to that joke, Alexi, what would you like to tell our audience and viewers uh, about something about Monday Mindset and where could they locate you? And then I'm so anticipating this joke. It's going to be a good one. Um, for me, I think the big thing is gratitude. Gratitude coupled with kindness. It only takes 10 seconds to, to say or a gesture to show kindness, even, you know, rubbing somebody's arm, mm. uh, opening the door for somebody, um, you know, I was recently, um, I, I broke, I, I fell and I broke my femur. So I was, I was recently hospitalized and I realized for the nurses, it had become a job. You know, they didn't have that, that 10 seconds, just to say, say something nice, just meaningful. They like in and out. Whereas I found that the younger, uh, occupational therapists and, um, physiotherapists that were younger women were not jaded yet. And they still had that, that time to be say that extra kind word or extra gesture or, or even a smile. So like I said, it only takes 10 seconds to show a little bit of gratitude or kindness to everybody. And so everybody can practice that every day. And before or as your head hits the pillow at night when you're going to sleep, think of three people you have encountered that day and why you are grateful for. And the next day, it has to be another different three people. Again, power of three. I love that. Yeah. There's always something to be grateful for. So how I started this um, joke telling journey, so to speak, I was actually um, uh, getting some instruction with from a coach on to do my signature talk. And it was and so I just started automatically telling jokes um, because I used to work at a fishing lodge. And for four summers, I worked at this one fishing lodge. And 90% of the guests were returned fishermen. And some of them had been coming like 50 and 60 years. They are now bringing their grandchildren. So after dinner or at dinner, I would go out and talk to them. Well, when am I going to talk to them about fishing? No. So I started telling jokes. So every year I started accumulating jokes like, oh, Alexi, you're back. Have you got a joke? So they had to be clean. But this is a little bit of an exception, but you will get my point. Mrs. Fitzpatrick is walking down the street in Dublin and across the road is Father Sullivan. Oh, Mrs. Fitzpatrick, didn't I marry you and your husband a few years ago? Oh, yes, she did, Father. Would there be any wee ones? Oh, no, not yet, Father. Oh, that's too bad. But I tell you what, I'm going to Rome next week, so I'll light a fertility candle. Oh, that would be lovely, Father. Thank you. Many years go by. Mrs. Fitzpatrick's walking down the same street in Dublin and across the road is Father Sullivan. Mrs. Fitzpatrick, how nice to see you. Any wee ones yet? Oh, yes, Father. We have two sets of twins and three singles, a full house. Oh, my, that is lovely. And how would your husband be? Oh, he's gone to Rome to blow out the fucking candle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Goodness. That was awesome. we, can always, we can always count on you for some so I, I, I absolutely love it it's, it's just it's perfect it is perfect we cannot thank all of you uh we have so so much gratitude on our hearts for each and every one of you to uh celebrate this milestone we didn't think we would 
when we started out that this is where we would, you know, what our journey would be. But the amazing piece to the journey is not only being authentically us, but collaborating and, you know, really locking arms with others that are like-minded, um, are like-minded, but are different-minded. And we love that about that because we're, we, it's a collection of a collaboration of mindset, uh, personalities, uh, and perseverance in knowing that all of you have got so much to share with everyone in the world that, you know, is impacting so many people. It's so powerful that we could all do it together. And I am so grateful. Jim, what do you think? I have such gratitude in my heart. I, I feel amazing. I feel blessed that we are in the company of such amazing people that we are able to connect from all over the United States even out of the country, um, from Florida to where Helen is, where I know it's probably really cold and there's probably a lot of snow on the, the ground. <laughs> and, you know, isn't that amazing? What an impact zone to be able to have that gratitude, but more importantly, to create that ripple effect. 350 episodes. We, you know, you, you start a journey, sometimes you're on that path, and it weaves in and out. And here we are 350 episodes later. Thank you all so much for being here today. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, there's so much more I could say, and I should come up with something about something, but nothing about nothing. But I, what I will say about cooking aspect, because we kind of started the show with that. Who here is sick of Turkey? Raise your hand. Nope. I, fr I froze everything yesterday. And by the way, I made the gravy. It was, it was terrible. So that's my something about something and really nothing about nothing. But on that note, it is Mindset Monday with two sisters. We want to thank Chris, Carolyn, Alexi, Helen, and Paul. Such gratitude and love. Love my you guys. Thank we you. love you too. My name is Janice, very emotional Janice, Wellness Diva 5.0 with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Bus Live with an amazing group of people. We cannot thank you enough. We have so much joy and gratitude in our hearts that you could share this momentous occasion with all of us. But guess what? We have given you some great advice. We've given you some tips. We've given you ways on you to create your dream, your goals, your visions, just go out there and do them. You know what? Uh, if you if you don't think you can, guess what? Rewatch this video again and know that you have it within you to build anything that you want. Do not let your goals and dreams go in the graveyard. Absolutely not. Go out there and impact other people. Remember with gratitude and kindness and let's start that ripple train, the kindness train, right? That's gonna be our Polar Express train. It's all about kindness and giving. With that, we are so grateful and blessed. We will see you tomorrow for Triumph Tuesday. Thank you everyone and uh, have a great day. Bye everyone. Bye. That's great. Awesome. <laughs>